Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant day so far. Another month, another monthly reflection episode, and May was a hell of a month. I know I say that every single month, but May literally had so many experiences that were almost clearing the way for something bigger in myself. And, you know, I turned 30, which felt really huge for me saying goodbye to my 20s. And I actually went through a process of writing a eulogy for my 20s, which I talk a lot about on the episode. I said goodbye to Austin, which has been my home forever for a short period of time while I explore San Diego and all the magic that exists for me there. My lease was ending in Austin. And I just feel like I've had so many energetic shifts for me this year that I actually felt like I needed a physical purge of letting go of old clothes, furniture, things that just were weighing me down. And it felt so good to do that and just created the space for something beautiful on the other side. And I'm just so excited for all of you to be here with me and Georgina as we navigate the month of May and all of the growth, all the lessons, and all of the raw sort of just realities that come from going through a period of contraction after a very, very, very strong period of expansion. You know, I've always believed that growth comes in two forms where you're sort of growing, 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 and then you're letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go to create the space for more growth. And when you're on that journey, it's important to honor yourself when you need the rest, when you need to slow down, when you need to say goodbye, when you need to just be versus when you're going, 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 going. And it really felt like May was that month. It was a lot of month of saying goodbye, a lot of reflection, a lot of me sort of looking back on my 20s and taking the lessons and really thinking about what I wanted to take into my 30s and what I wanted to leave behind. And we talked about all sorts of incredible realizations that I had from going through that process. So not only are you getting a monthly reflection, it almost feels like you're getting a reflection from the last five years of my life. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, all that means is that every single time I release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. If I say anything on the episode that resonates with you, please let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram. Leave a review on the podcast. It goes such a long way in me. Just, it inspires me. Gosh, when I hear from you guys, I get so inspired about your lessons and your takeaways and and how you're applying some of the things that we mentioned on the podcast in your own life. I mean, it truly does fuel me and it inspires me to continue going deeper and deeper and extracting all these lessons. And so I'm just so grateful to have all of you on this ride alongside with me, you know, these monthly reflections. I'm realizing how much can happen when you truly pay attention every single month and then share that with others. And so It goes a long way. You know, there's one thing to reflect for myself, but sharing with others just makes it such a beautiful and fulfilling process. So thank you all for just being here, giving me a platform that allows me to share with all of you. It means the world to me. So, but anyways, all right, guys, I am done introing myself. (laughs) 
just going to uh, now sit back and allow you to enjoy this month's incredible monthly reflection with Georgina and myself. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Another month, another reflection episode. Welcome back, Georgina. Thanks for having me back in. I'm very excited and can't believe we're here already. I mean, it, it really is kind of shocking. Like when you, I know I say this every single month, but like, you know, now that we're doing these monthly reflection episodes, like they're happening more often. And it's just crazy how fast time actually flies when you are paying attention. And when you're not paying attention to like, it's just, it's those moments of like coming back to the present moment and you're like, holy crap, it's already June. Holy crap, it's already half of the way through 2021. Like, you know, there's so much that happens so quickly when you're actually paying attention and then making tweaks and changes and adjustments based on what's important to you, what inspires you, the lessons you're learning, the the challenges that are showing up. Like, it truly is life-changing when you're when you're beginning to pay attention and I'm realizing that more and more and so I'm I'm blown away and I'm really excited because May was a incredibly growth-fueled, wildly fulfilling month of I don't know if progress is the right word cuz progress makes me feel like I'm going towards an end destination of some point but evolution, growth, expansion. I think all of that May was just such a huge month. So I'm excited to dive in. I'm excited about hearing all about the expansion. That word just feels so spacious. And so I'm excited to hear what's been happening for you. So let's kick off. Tell us a big standout moment from, from May for you. So I turned 30 in May and I also, I moved out of my place in Austin, which was actually a very big, I didn't realize how big of a move that was going to feel like for me. So I've lived in Texas pretty much my whole life. Uh, the place I had was the place I've been living in for the last few years. And it was really the place where it was the first, Austin was the first city that I chose to live in as an entrepreneur. You know, most of the cities I've lived in, Houston, New Orleans, like, or even going to school in Austin was always like, it was like school led me there or a job led me there. Like Austin was the first place where I was like, you know what? No, I really want to be there because I love it there. When you're playing from a place of choice, you just have a different set of experiences because you're starting to really realize that you are the conscious creator in your life. And so I remember that period of my life just being the first time where I really started like asking myself, what is it that I truly want to create? How do I want to create? Who do I want to create with? And so much more. So letting go of all my stuff in Austin, like I cleansed everything out. Like I'm in San Diego now and I, you know, I threw out all my old clothes, any old furniture, beds, mattresses, anything I had from an old life, just let go. And, and I think that's been a real big theme for me is letting go of the things that aren't originating from an internal source or my heart. So anything that came from a period of my life where I was either seeking external validation or a period of my life where an external motivating force led me to make a decision. Like, Letting go of any of those stories, those ideas, those identities has been a big theme for me in May as I sort of step into this next decade. In fact, on the eve of my 30th birthday, which was May 4th, a mentor of mine gave me the idea to write a eulogy for the man that I was leaving behind. And I wrote it down on a piece of paper and I burned it. And it was like a really actually like a beautiful spiritual experience. And it was happening right around like the full moon. So it was like a really cool 
energy in general or the new, I don't know, new moon, full moon. I don't remember. It was one of the moons, but it was like, just in general, there was a, there was a really powerful practice for me. And I've been really leaning into a lot of ceremonies like that. Like, you know, there's this whole idea of like new year, new me, like you don't have to wait for a new year or like you can, you can just, if you, if you want an auspicious day, you can wait for a full moon each month to really let go of stuff and, and do things. But for me, there's just something really powerful about like writing out like, all right, who am I leaving behind? When I thought about it from that space, it was like, you know, there is a part of me that my entire life has, has been like, the goal has been to be a role model, to be an inspiration, to inspire others, to, to be the best version of me. And, and that led to a lot of success in my twenties, a lot of growth, a lot of expansion. But where I'm at right now is what's more important to me than being an inspiration is to live an inspired life is to start from my heart and really live from that space and create from that space and, and give back from that space and co-create from that space. And, and there's an energetic difference between the desire to be an inspiration versus living an inspired life, right? Like being an inspiration is very much like in your head, like, Oh, what do I need to be so that I can inspire other people instead of just living an inspired life, which is just following the trail of what excites you. And then trusting that the way you show up in those moments actually does inspire others and creates a trail of inspiration. And so one of, that was one of the biggest things I really let go was just the need to be seen as a version of Raj, the need to, to perform as a version of Raj and instead just be me and just be fully in every moment and trust that the things that inspire me are the things I'm meant to be creating and trust that, truly trust. So it's been a practice in trusting in May. And I feel like everything was happening in due order. 29 was one of the hardest years of my life with lots of relationships ending and businesses changing and priorities shifting and my identity and sense of self evolving and, and, and my own set of values and visions and, and, and code of ethics really like sort of being tested and solidified. And I, and I really felt like May was the, the cherry on top of a hell of a decade for me. But 25 to 30 was a, was a chapter of my life that I get to, that I really felt like I, I took the opportunity to close out properly, like with the ceremonies, with the rituals, like really creating that intentional sort of experience to close it out so that I can create, like let go and purge what's not so I could create with what is. And, and I think that's going to be a regular practice for me moving forward of purging, whether it's like a, me, me physically purging like clothes, things, identities like are like purging physically with a piece of paper and or burying something even or you know letting something go into like just there's something about purging that feels like a natural part of nature just like life and death right life and death is very or birth and death is very much like the end points life is what happens in the middle and so like adding in more cycles of birth and death whether it's emotionally spiritually mentally intellectually physically like for me it just feels like there's a lot of beauty that can happen in that space of shedding. And I, and I got to physically experience that in May, which I'm really grateful for. I'm just grateful for that reminder to really, truly source my inspiration from the inside out and trust that everything in life is happening for me and trust that co-creating with the universe's wind behind my sails is a hell of a lot easier than me trying to make anything happen in my life. I love this idea about you're saying about making anything happen in your life. So maybe going back to this notion of, of purging. And I guess if our external world is a, 
like a representation of what's inside it makes sense that you would get to this place of needing to purge to create to clear around to create space for who you are now can you talk us through that process like how did it feel to be really letting go of this stuff because sometimes it can be really difficult to let go of the things that you've created and built because you have these attachments to them so what was the process for you to be able to just let it all go yeah and I'll say this like for me at least in my life I feel like I grow a lot faster than my reality catches up to. So like I do a ton of personal growth. I do the habit changes. I I emotionally clear a lot of the old stories and energies that are like operating at a lower frequency and vibration. So I'm operating and living as just a higher state of of love. Like I'm really like I'm 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 operating from that, but my life takes time to catch up. Right. I think that as much as we want to just have what we want tomorrow, there is an integration period between every big transformation and big like evolution or evolutionary experience where you're like, all right, I'm ready to be this new version of me. I'm ready to live as this more authentic version of me. There is this part of life that has to be faced and dealt with. It's not an easy process. And I can think about my life in the last year, right? So like purging, not purging, but like releasing relationships that just aren't in alignment with the life I want to create for myself moving forward. That took a level of purging that had to happen internally. And then a bit, a period of integration where I had to like really look and think about the realities of this purging and then let go of the relationships, dissolve the businesses, like shift the vision. I think that to me, the internal purging happens. That's something you can control. But the external purging is going to happen in its own time. And that is part of the journey and the process. Like it's never easy and it never feels great all the time. But, you know, Gina, my, my girlfriend always says this, this one thing to me. She always, she always says that the goal is not to feel great all the time. It's to get great at feeling. And I, and I love that, that mindset shift because like purging doesn't always feel good. Like sometimes it's a physical purge, like you're throwing up and you're getting like your body's convulsing. So it's not always about feeling good during the purge. It's, I think, more so about trusting what's showing up inside of it and, navig- and trusting your own ability to navigate the, the process of, you know, letting go and inviting in, letting go and inviting in. And it, there's a cyclic nature to the process of, you know, becoming more you. Like, I always like to think of it as a spiral. It's like a spiral that's going upwards in ascension. So like on one side of the spiral, you hit like an obstacle, a block, uh, a set of challenges, a set of things that like, it's like your core sort of you versus you battle, right? Like it could be the fear of disappointing others, or it could be this fear that I'm not lovable or this unworthiness, whatever, right? And then you work through it, you purge, and then your life catches up. And then all of a sudden you're back to the next level of that same thing that you already dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it's ever like, a, oh, I purged this thing and I'm done kind of mindset. I think it really is about this idea of letting continuously creating a lifestyle of letting go what's not yours so that you can continuously create from that space that is authentically you. And so for me, this month just had a lot of purging tied into it because I had a birthday and a move out. But for me, the purge has been happening since January. The purge has been happening since it's the daily sort of mindset of how can I let go of what's not so I can invite in what is. And it's trusting that everything is seasonal, right? After every single, I grew up in Southeast Houston and, you know, I've I've gone through a fair 
share of hurricanes, not just there and in Louisiana as well. And this is always the case. After every hurricane, there's weeks of sunshine. Weeks, sometimes months. Just honoring that and knowing that even the shitty purges all have a seasonal basis to them just allows you to actually be present with what's true. Because like every single, every single down moment in life has beauty to it. Like I think about heartbreak. Like for me, like when I got out of my breakup last year, I'm so grateful that I gave myself the permission to actually feel the depths of heartbreak to the degrees that I did. You only get a few heartbreaks in life. Like you don't really get a lot. And so when you're gifted one, oh my gosh, like what a privilege and an honor to be able to feel the lessons that are there. They might suck, of course. And how much healing and growth is in that? Same thing when my grandmother died. Like instead of me just jumping into going back home, like immediately, I took the entire day Saturday to like my grandmother died on, oh, well, she went into the hospital Friday night and then Saturday morning she passed like at four in the morning. And I told my dad to come pick me up the next day, not because I didn't want to go home and be with them, but I wanted to actually give myself a chance to grieve her fully myself. And I remember crying harder than I've ever cried in my life. And it was the toughest, like my eyes were all puffy. Like I looked like shit, but in hindsight, like, wow, I'm so glad that I prioritized being present inside of what was true. And, and, I, and I think that's part of the growth journey is, is being present inside the hurricane. Oh, that's so beautiful. That notion of the growth opportunities in those low points. And you're right, like heartbreak is, is devastating. But if you give yourself the permission to feel it, you're right, it's, it's some, some beauty wrapped up in it as well. I'm just reflecting back on myself now. And just, you've just given me permission to really feel that. The toughest moments for me, at least from my journey, has been the moments where the idea of me gets shattered. Yeah. Especially in relationship, like I acted in a certain way or I made choices or I broke up with this person, therefore I hurt them, therefore I'm a bad person for choosing me. It's like, so I'm grieving this version, this like, oh shit, I'm a shitty person, like great. Or when there's a big failure or when you swing and miss in business or like you make mistakes that cost thousands of dollars or you let somebody down, like it's the grieving aspect that I think that grieving aspect is, is really important because you're, you're actually viscerally allowing your body to shed an identity that is not rooted in love, that is not rooted in self-love, that is not rooted in wholeness because there's no good and bad when you're, when it comes to wholeness, right? Like there's all of it. Like you cannot have the light without the shadow. Like they're both all aspects of you. And so like, to me, like, these moments, these low points, these periods of struggle and hardship are all opportunities for us to shed what's not. So you can really create and embody the courage to rise in love because love is a frequency that cannot be held back. Like it's fear tethers down love. But when we burn away the scar tissue of fear and we allow just what is to rise, like we naturally become more vibrant, energetic, magnetic beings. And and I think that that's what struggle gives everyone an opportunity, like, or at least the the tough periods in life, that's what it gives everyone an opportunity to do is to truly rise. And, you know, I, we were talking about this before, you know, it's really easy to have visions and values and like all these like kind of missions and stuff when things are going great. 
It's when things get tested, when your back's against the wall, when the identity, the ego, the version of you that you thought you needed to be in order to be loved and accepted gets challenged, that's when you truly get to experience who you are, the truth. And giving yourself the the permission and the ability to actually experience that truth fully, I think is one of the greatest things you can give for yourself. It's the greatest gift to find the thing that cannot be taken away when things get hard, to find the aspects of you that are so rooted in who you truly are, that there's no amount of money, no amount of success, no amount of fame, no amount of heartbreak, no amount of struggle that can challenge that. It's the opportunity for you to actually build and create from a foundation that is so rooted that there's not a single storm that can knock the tree over. Wow, that, that's such an empowering way to look at challenge and see what remains after the storm. And that's really who you are. What a powerful reframe. You said about rising in love after these times of, of challenge. Like, how do you know you're rising in love? Like to me, the, the ultimate spiritual journey that we're all on is a journey of fear versus love, right? Fear is in a lot of ways, a lower frequency vibration that, or a lower frequency family of vibrations or emotions. When I say vibrations, I'm just referring to like emotional states. Cause I like to think of our bodies as tuning forks and like fear, shame, judgment, guilt. These are all very low frequency vibrations. To me, like our ascension is to go from low frequency to high frequency, which is like love, gratitude, abundance, like trust, like those higher frequency states just allow us to live a more inspired life, to live a more connected life, to live more authentically. And I do believe that that is what, you know, whatever religion you believe in, I do believe that the core of every religion, it is to experience that level of freedom and sovereignty, mm -hmm. and connection with the divine. And so that's what I mean by rising in love. It's, it's going from that lower state to a higher state, but it takes courage. It takes courage to unravel your life in a way that honors you. It takes courage to have those difficult conversations with other people. It takes courage to set boundaries. It takes courage to let go of a safe career to go follow and pursue a journey of entrepreneurship. It takes courage to name your needs in a relationship. It takes courage to be seen fully. It takes courage to pursue your calling in life. So rising in love is really just choosing that, choosing to live a life that is in honoring of the things that light you up as well as the things that serve the world. And I, I really believe that when you live an inspired life, you are creating in a way that helps others. Like the universe wouldn't be giving you those nuggets of inspiration and intuition. And like, she just wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for the highest and best good of all of us. And so to me, rising in love is really just rising in play, rising in joy, rising in connection. It's not spiritually bypassing. It's not bypassing the work. Right. That's not what I'm getting at. Like to me, the courage to rise in love is the idea of facing everything in front of us with the lens of love. You have, you have something difficult happening right now. How can you use this? How can you view what's happening to you with gratitude and faith and trust, even when things are hard? Mm -hmm. 
if you're in a difficult relationship and you know that this relationship isn't serving you, like how can you have the conversation you need to have? Mm -hmm. Whether it's ending the relationship, setting better boundaries or choosing you or actually committing yourself to the relationship so you can go deeper. To me, all of those options are something rooted in conscious choice. And that to me is, is a lifestyle choice. Um, and it's one that I'm making and I'm one I'm choosing to make. Not everybody chooses that. And not everybody's even, not everyone's even conscious of the ability that you can choose that, which I think is a greater, which is, is a greater point. But I think everything we do in life is really that game of fear versus love. Everything that every, if you really want a fulfilling life, you have to face your fears and you have to face them and, and, and move through them and create through them and make it a habit or a lifestyle practice to become aware of them and dissolve them so that you can, again, rise in love. I love that. I love that. So as you're rising in love through this, this previous month, how have you kind of got the insight that you are now choosing to live an inspired life as opposed to being inspirational? Can you talk us through that transition more? Because that feels like that was a really big moment for you. Yeah. So being an inspiration is a very like, okay, what do I think other people need to see from me in order for me to be an inspiration? Right. So it's very externally driven. Yeah. Or like, let's say it's like, what do my customers, if you want to go through business, through the business lens, what do my customers really want from me in order for them to stick around longer? Right. Which are all great questions to ask. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're great things to be aware of, but they can't be the source of what you're creating. Why is that? To me, the source of what you're creating has to be what excites and inspires you. So I'd love to know how you came to that decision because that that almost feels like it's flipping everything because often we think about, oh, what does the customer want or what does that... Well, okay. And, and here's the thing, like, because I've done both. Mm -hmm. I'm just realizing what creates more fulfillment for myself. And it is creating what excites me. And then bringing in the customers, what other people need, what other people are asking for as a secondary to then what inspires me? Like, what am I inspired? So as you've been asking yourself, like, what inspires me, what excites me, as you've been thinking about business and other, maybe other areas of your life too, how has that changed the way you're showing up and changed the way you're creating? Who? Well, one, so now every morning I wake up and I intuitively feel into what I need to be working on that day. Previously, I'd be deciding what the hell I'm going to get done the night before. Like I'd be very like regimented and skilled. And I still do that to some degree, but I'm much more like present to what is. I have a longer term vision that I'm working towards, whether it's in all my companies and projects. Like I have a longer term vision for what I want to create in the world. I have a long term vision for my relationship. I have long term vision for my spiritual journey. I have a long term vision for my impact and my wealth. And like, but the daily decisions are being created from a space of like, what, what inspires me right now? Like, what am I inspired by? What am I inspired to learn as opposed to what do I need to learn so that I can, like, I stopped reading for a while and I don't even know when it happened. Like it, it was like an unconscious thing. Like I, I used to read almost every single day religiously. And then at some point I just stopped. Like I got this massive list of books that I was supposed to read because people recommended them to me or da, 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 da. And I realized it's because I was, I was like, what do I need to read to make this happen? Instead of what am I excited to learn right now? Like, what am I excited to learn right now? And what am I excited to create right now? And what am I excited? And like, 
being in that excitement process has now brought me back to a love of reading. Like I'm reading like 30 pages a day now. I'm learning more. I'm like, I'm much more curious. Like, like there's just this energy of curiosity that is driving a much more inspired life. Like, I think that's it. Like, I just feel more inspired instead of me feeling like I have to make something happen. I'm more, I don't have to make anything happen. I'm like, what am I, what do I want to make happen? What excites me? And how can I create in that direction? And when you're following that, for some reason, it's just weird. Like the universe begins to create with you. Like it stops being this, like, I have to make this thing happen to like, it's almost like the right people show up, the right opportunities show up. Like, I remember there was like one week where I was really excited about learning something and unbeknownst to me, like I scheduled a dinner with a friend of mine and I was there and I started talking about what inspired me, what excited me. And turns out that person, like she was like an expert in that thing. And she was talking about how she'd like been learning this thing for like the last year. What? And, and she like gave me then like her course that she had built on learning. And like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, thank you universe. Like that was easy. That's what I'm talking about. Like there's an ease to creating when you're living an inspired life versus like needing to make something happen, look a certain way. And I'm just learning to trust and honor that ease. Like it it feels more in flow where I'm not as so like trying to make things happen. And I'm just like, because there's a belief, I think that most people believe that you have to like work really hard to make a ton of money. That's not true. I know people that make more money than anyone on the planet, but work three hours a week. There's a mindset shift that happens when you're flowing. And, you know, when you're co-creating with all the forces around you versus you trying to do it on your own, I mean, it just makes sense that things are going to happen faster, easier, but you have to actually trust that. You have to trust that the universe has your back. You have to trust that everything is happening for you. You have to trust that you have the intuition and the skill sets and the knowing to say yes to opportunities that are going to be of service. And even if you say yes to the wrong opportunity, you're going to be able to figure it out. There's a certain level of confidence that you have to have in yourself. And that's built from, in my case, five years of just trying to make shit happen, trying to learn, trying to do all the things. I'm not saying that all of that previous chapter of my life didn't serve me because it has created the type of human being that can now, you know, I've been unlayering my beliefs and shifting my energies and doing that stuff for almost two years now. You know, like I really, really, really started diving diving into the internal work almost September, August of 2019. I finally feel like now I've done, I've unlayered and cluttered out so much or uncluttered so much that I can finally start to play with this new style of creation that feels easier. And I'm choosing to, like I have a lot of businesses still and a lot of parts of my life that are rooted in a different way of operating. And I'm choosing to slowly transition over to a new way of being, a new way of creating. And it's going to take time. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I still have my businesses that make me money. I still have my projects and my teams that inspire. Like I still have my existing life. And what comes next is always a choice. And that's what it comes back to. Like You don't have to wait until the new year to change. You can just make the choice to live inspired in every moment and ask yourself, what inspires me? Like, like truly sit with yourself and ask yourself what inspires me. I've been really doing that. Like uh, in one of the, like I've been really kind of sitting with just a, a journaling practice recently around like really getting clear around what inspires me, which is like, what would I love to create? Like what kind of content would I love to create? Who would I love to help? Like 
all that stuff in one direction. And then another bucket, I've got what makes me me. It's like when I am operating in that most inspired state, like what are the qualities of me that I love and admire and, and excite me? And then the third is, okay, how can I combine both of those to create magic in the world? Like what are the businesses, the ideas, the projects, the books, the things that I can put out there? How can I take advantage of my relationships? Like when you actually start to break it out, you can design a life that's really, really, really powerful. And, um, and I think that's really what I want to inspire for everybody listening. Like just asking yourself better questions and paying attention to the highs and lows each month, like we've been doing, paying attention to what inspires you and excites you. Like the more you just do that. And if each month you just shed one thing or purge one thing that isn't serving you and you double down on one thing that is exciting you, my gosh, like go back to literally, I would love everybody just to go back to January and listen to the reflection episode and listen to where we're at now. It's a different energy. It's just a different way of like things happen really fast when you're actually paying attention to what is bringing you down. And then you do the work to let it go. And then on the opposite side, pay attention to what lights you up and you design a life that creates more of it. Love it. And I'd love to ask around this notion of you're talking about the long-term game because I feel sometimes we get frustrated because things don't happen quick enough but it sounds yeah. like you're playing you're playing a different kind of different strategy here in the sense of your perspective on time so can you talk a little bit about that and how that gives you more faith and trust in your ability to create the life that you desire yeah so time is a really interesting thing I'm pretty sure I've talked a lot about time in different episodes so if I'm repeating myself everybody I'm sorry um, but I, I want to I really want to make this clear here because I think it's so important Time is a, is, a, is a fabric of our imagination because the things that might take you 10 years to get done, I could maybe get done in a minute with the right stroke of luck with the, and vice versa. Like things happen so quickly. Like I've actually realized like, even if I look at all my successes in life, like, yes, I'm putting in daily work, I'm putting in daily progress, but the actual accumulation of like success happens exponentially. The big breaks, the big shifts happen just like that. And so like just because I'm in a period of struggle for a short period of time does not mean I'm going to stay in that short period of sh- struggle over a three to five to six month or six year period. I like to think of time happen like time more seasonally. Nothing lasts forever, but everything happens in seasons. So shifting that relationship to me has really been useful. And again, to me, the goal of personal development work is utility. Is it useful or not for me to believe this thing? Right. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Is it useful? Because truth is relative, right? Like your truth, Georgina, is going to be very different than my truth. Mm -hmm. Me believing when I first started out in business that, oh, I don't need to work hard. Things are just going to show up on my lap. That wouldn't have been a useful belief for me at the time. Because at the time, I needed to build the habits to be a very, very, very hardworking human being. I needed to build the habits of like building my skill sets because I worked full time. And so I actually needed the, the idea of like work really long hours to be successful. I really needed that. But once I got to a certain standpoint, then I flipped over and I realized, wow, that was a bunch of bullshit because I could have done stuff better. But the lessons that I learned in that process gave me the clarity and the insight to go back and make better decisions. So I, I, I want to really encourage 
utility. Like what's the most useful thing that I need to believe right now to get me closer to where I need to be? For example, like when I worked full time, I only had two hours after work to work on work because I used to work from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. So I only had evenings to build a business. So what's the most useful belief I had to believe that I could build a really successful business on two hours a day? Okay, if I believe that, who else believes that? Who else has done what I can do? How can I learn? Boom, 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 boom. Now I'm creating my reality, which is my truth because I have now 10 examples of people that have done it. But if you go to someone else, and you ask them, can you build a business on two hours a day? They'll be like, you're out of your mind. I have no idea how you could do that. So utility drives truth, I think, I think and, and truth drives utility. So they're both in hand in hand. And I think it's really important for you to really play the game from that space of like, you know, what's useful. So for me, me realizing that, you know, time is a man-made idea, even the Roman calendar. I mean, if you really think about it, like the only reason August exists after July is because Augustus got jealous of Julius Caesar having a month. <laughs> so even the Roman calendar is just based on like ego. <laughs> what did all the ancient civilizations actually believe? They believed in the astrological calendars, the Mayans, the Egyptians, the Indians, the Chinese, like there's an astrological basis of time that they played on. So to me, I, and I think that's, that's the main period that I really want to, I, I just really want to honor for everybody is like, don't get caught up in the idea of you not having enough time. Because if you, if you're really playing from that space, you're playing from this finite amount, you're like, oh my God, I only have X amount that I can do in X amount of time. But when you break it apart and you're like, you know what? I have enough time to do what I was put here to experience. The universe puts you here for the perfect amount of time to experience what you were perfectly put here to experience. That's a mic drop moment. <laughs> That's it. If you die early, like we could die tomorrow. I could die tomorrow. So why would I worry about having all this time to go do what I need to do in life instead of just experiencing what inspires me in that moment fully and trusting that if this thing is meant to be in the planet, if this creation is meant to be out there, it will be. It will be out there. I'd love to hear your take on faith. Like you talked about having faith in the universe. Like what does faith actually mean for you? And how do you cultivate that? Faith is a combination of trusting that and these are beliefs. Again, these are true, chosen beliefs that I have. Mm -hmm. Everything is happening for a reason. So like to me, I, I truly do believe that there is a higher intelligence that is operating all of this with brilliant intricacies that I couldn't even comprehend or try to understand, which is why I don't. I just trust. So that trust in that system is coined into faith. And then trusting that I have a unique role in all of it. So trusting myself, trusting my abilities, trusting my ability to navigate whatever life gives me, whatever opportunities or challenges, and trusting that combination of everything's happening for a reason and everything's happening for me. And I have a, a role in this entire thing and my life matters. And because of that, I trust. Like I, I trust in things when things aren't working out. I trust that there's a reason why it's all happening. I trust when projects fall through. I'm not saying it's easy. It's, this is very simple, guys. This is very simple for me to explain, but it's not easy. It takes practice. It takes you choosing to really stay grounded inside of the chaotic moments in your life and, and find your sense of self in something that isn't outside of you. It's something inside of you. It's in your heart. It's in your knowing. It's in your soul. 
that to me is what faith embodies for me. Like embodying faith is trusting in forces outside of me and trusting that they're all happening. They're just trusting the randomness and changing nature of life. I'd love to ask you, what have you found inside yourself as a result of all you've been through? Um, I have found a clear knowing. It is a knowing that is different than anything my mind could comprehend. It's like a, there's just a, I've cultivated a sense of trust. Like one of my favorite Disney movies is a movie called Soul. I'm going to ruin it for anyone who hasn't watched it, but the whole movie is about how this, this human being, he, he, he gets this, his big break as a musician and on his way to the, to the gig, he steps in a pothole and dies. And the entire movie is about how his soul is trying to get back to his physical body. And it's a really beautiful movie about the meaning of life and what it means to be alive and all that stuff. And the premise of the movie came back to like, human beings think that our passions are what drive us. That is the purpose is to live our passions. But at the end of the movie, what it came, what, what, what the, the lesson from the movie was the purpose of a soul. The soul's purpose is to simply experience life. It is to experience it fully. And so in, from that context, even the shitty things, that's your soul experiencing it. Mm. And to me, when I can come back to that space of like, wow, like my soul, my soul chose my body. It chose my personality. It chose this. It chose me. It came here to experience all of me, not just the good. It came here to experience all of it. And inside of a, a Chaotic, like really, I mean, it's been a chaotic year for everybody, but for me, really inside of it all, like I've been able to really connect with that part of me, connect with the part of me that isn't tied to achievement, isn't tied to you know success, isn't tied to any outcome. It really is just tied to that ascension, if you would. Again, it's just it's 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 love. It's really it's that undercurrent of love that exists beneath every emotion. It's that ocean of stillness and calm that lives beneath every chaotic situation. It's the ocean of silence that sits underneath every sound. It's overflowing nature of just being held when you are in yourself, like when you're, when you're connected with yourself, like that to me is, is what I'm continuing to explore. And I am continuing to experience the more I disconnect from an external need for control to an internal embodied state of experiencing what's present with everything I've got and trusting that whatever's in front of me is here to be experienced and it's not meant to be run away from numbed. It's here to be experienced fully. All the hardships are here to be experienced fully and trusting that my soul chose this body for a reason and it chose this journey for a reason. So why don't we get curious about what that reason is? I love that. Oh my gosh. I mean, what you've described there, just as I'm listening to you, it feels this level of life mastery, this level of choosing to live life from the perspective of, of your soul rather than the external conditions and constraints and all the shoulds and the musts that that's how I'm really hearing this is coming back to the perspective you have as an individual creating from that place which just feels so powerful and so beautiful and this is a perspective I choose to adopt because 
it just allows me to have a much more fulfilling experience in my life. I think it's really easy to lose yourself when you're not rooted in yourself. When your sense of identity is wrapped up in a career or the idea of being a parent or a caregiver, or like when your sense of self is attached to any label or identity, really, like when you're when your sense of self is attached to something outside of you, when shit gets hard, when things get rocky, when those, when those foundations get challenged, it gets really scary because you're left. And that's how I felt, you know, that's how I felt. And I felt this way in the past where I, when things would get hard, when businesses would change, when relationships would end, when egos would die, like I would be like, fuck, like it would just feel really scary because I felt like I was losing control but all I was losing were the aspects and parts of me that weren't actually me. And when that happens enough times and you just eventually you land and you, you rest inside of a chair or a support that can't be taken away because it's yours. doesn't matter how many identities get shifted. Like there's still a part of you that's you. And I think that's truly what has allowed me to stay grounded is returning back to that, that, that space. Like, and coming back to not needing to be an inspiration, not needing to be a version of Raj, not needing to be an idea of Raj, just living inspired and letting go of any attachment to how the outcome looks, but trusting that living inspired will lead to all of the most abundant just the most abundant experiences in life and living that way will give me more than I will ever need. And that's the choice I'm choosing to make. That's the belief I'm choosing to adopt and embody for just the next wave of creation for myself and for anyone that I teach or anyone that I advise or anyone that I support, anyone that I coach, like really it is, that's where I'm choosing to operate from. And that's what I'm choosing to inspire in others. So as you look back over the month of May, if you had to choose a word to theme the month, what word would you choose and why? Shedding. Release. Purge. It's like really, truly singeing or burning away. Alchemizing. I think alchemy is a great word. That was a great word. It's alchemizing all the things that were not into something that is pure. Because even fear, fear is not real. It's a fabric of the imagination. We learn our fears from other people's experiences in life. They're not necessarily, some of them are learned from our own experiences, but most fears are just learned from others. So when we can alchemize the identities that are rooted in fear, they just evaporate and they dissolve into rich soil that can be used to create and, and nourish the, the version of you that can never be taken away. It's this, and to me that is uh that's been the theme for May and, and to continue that journey of exploring and, and, and grounding myself in that sense of self and that sense of being is really what I'm excited to be stepping into. And the last question, which I know you know what this question is, like, how have you been staying grounded during the month of May? Um, it's been giving myself the permission to let go of things. Like, like I... I didn't realize how much I actually needed. So I, I think that 
you know, ceremony and, 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 and having intentional experiences around releasing and inviting in, like it allows me to feel like I have some level of control, which I think has been really good for my nervous system. Cause I have been going through a lot of chaotic changes the last few months, like lots of ups and downs, lots of, you know, just uncertainties and different things. And so me saying goodbye to my apartment and cleaning it out, I stayed, I was really grounding me choosing to do a eulogy on my, on even my 30th, like that was really grounding. Like certain experiences like that, that allow me to feel like I am setting the pace. Um, like I, I feel like I'm moving at my speed and allowing life to catch up to me instead of me getting thrown around in life's chaotic mess and whatever rituals and practices that have allowed me to truly get there and operate from that has really helped me stay grounded. Awesome. Thank you so much. What a month. What a month. What a month. And uh, I love you guys. Thank you again for being here with me for these monthly reflection episodes. Um, They truly are a gift. And I'm just so grateful and excited that um, I get to share this part of my journey with all of you. And I'm just so grateful that we're all on the spaceship together. So, um, and Georgina, really, again, thank you for being here. Thank you for holding the space and for just allowing these conversations to be what they are because I just don't know if I could do them without you. So I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is a wrap for this week's episode of stay grounded. I'm your host Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of stay grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.